Welcome to the Newtown Business Association's Business School Podcast. Our goal is to help you make the most of your business by providing you with information and advice from fellow NBA members. I'm your host, Rodney Warner. Welcome to the Newtown Business Association Business School Podcast. I'm Rodney Warner, and today's guest is Eileen Austin. She's a human resources representative for the First National Bank and Trust Company of Newtown. And thanks once again for being with us, Eileen. Happy to be here, Rodney. Thank you. And this is our second of three podcasts focusing on human resources. And just as a reminder, though, we may make noise like a lawyer. That doesn't mean that we are lawyers. I used to be a practicing lawyer, but I'm retired. I used to specialize in employment law, so I have some experience with this, but it's been a while. So today's topic is getting the most from employees. What do you think are the most effective ways to train an employee? Thanks for the question. It it really depends um, on a, a few different factors. And I think the most important one is the, the new employee themselves. There's a lot of different ways to train. So I think it can be beneficial to ask the new employee what their preferred training method is and try to work with that. With that said, first, you also need to know if there's any training your employee has to have before they can start performing the job, like if there's any safety, compliance, company policies, rules and regulations, things like that. You want to make sure they get all that information first. Um, and then, as I said, you can kind of try to decide based on their their learning method. On-the-job training can be great if you have someone who's good at the job and also is a good communicator and has a lot of patience. Um, some companies have people who are specifically hired to be trainers or that's part of their job and they conduct the training. Um, so other ways are some send people to classes or seminars or webinars or things like that. I like hands-on training. I like on-the-job training, but again, that's my preference. Um, I mean, for instance, I have a son who learns best by reading about things, whereas I need to do them. So I think you try your best to work with the new employee and what works for them. You may have hired someone without knowing it who has a learning disability. Let's say if somebody has dyslexia, throwing them a pile of things to read about the new job probably won't work very well. So, exactly. you know, it's it's not just, we all have our own learning styles, but that's something you may have to adjust your, your approach to depending on, on what the person's needs are. Absolutely. If something's not working, you know, have some things in your arsenal to see for different techniques you can try. Somebody's new. What do you see as do's and don'ts as far as how to get somebody on board and, and make them the most uh, efficient and proficient they can be, even though they're a new employee? Absolutely. Well, I think the, the first thing to do is to make them feel welcome and do your best to make them feel comfortable. Be positive about the job and the company, the coworkers. And the customers, you don't want to badmouth anyone or complain or try to present something as a difficult situation. You want to make sure you're not using any kind of acronyms or jargon that's unique to your, your job that they won't understand. And kind of just like you were talking about, be patient. Remember that you've been doing the job, you already know the job, you're familiar with it, and, and they're not. So you want to err on the side of checking in with them a lot, 
explaining a lot, making sure that they're asking questions if they need to. You might want to set them up with somebody in a similar position to take them to lunch or something like that, just somebody to kind of mentor them. What do you think about the importance of mentoring? I think mentoring is very important. I think that can be, um, especially if you have an idea of where this person would like to go or where you the plan you may have for them in your company. Mentoring is extremely important. Probably the $64,000 question when it comes to human resources is, how do you keep people motivated? How do you inspire people to do a good job other than the threat of losing your job? What are good ways to do that? Absolutely. I think being being positive, I mean, you know, the, like you said, the threat of being fired, that seems to me maybe not a great way to get the best performance out of people. You don't want um, people to be afraid of that. You want to let them know that there's opportunities for them to grow and to learn. You want to reward them for good performance, however that might look, whether, you know, whether it's in the form of promotions or raises, or I think just having and fostering an environment where employees care for each other, they care for the company's customers. Um, you fostered a belief in the products or services that you're offering so that they feel good about what they're doing. I think those things help motivate a person to perform well, um, much more than, you know, you'll get fired if it's a poor performance. Have them buy into to what you're doing and be excited about doing a good job. Whether it's a really small organization or maybe now with corporations really trying to cut back and save money, they're in very flat organizations. Mm -hmm. So so middle management is is really not nearly as, as common as it used to be. How do you get the most from employees when there's really, as a practical matter, very little room to go up? Yeah, I think the first thing is to be really upfront about that right at the beginning when you're in the hiring process. If that's really the case at your company, then you don't want to mislead someone into thinking that there's a lot of opportunity for growth for them there. There's some really qualified people out there who aren't super ambitious and they are, are just are looking for a steady job that they like, that they believe in, and they'll really give their all in a job that they're comfortable in and are the right fit for. So I think that's the first thing is to be really honest about it. But secondly, if there are things you can do, like giving recognition for a job well done, things that might not be costly to the company um, could be things like you know, being employee of the month that might come with a perk, like a close parking spot, there might be benefits that they can earn through job well done, like flex time or the ability to work from home, things like that, anything that might be appealing. Um, but again, be, be really honest about it. Don't give them any false expectations. Um, and, and that said, if someone's doing a really, really excellent job and going above and beyond, you might want to to take another look at whether there's something you can do for them, you know, promotion-wise or monetarily. You know, I think there's one thing that both management and employees really dread, and that's the annual performance review. Can you tell us about how to do that well and, and its importance in managing people? Yeah, I think it definitely has an importance. Um, performance evaluations are are good record keeping, number one. They're, they're important records to have. And I think they're very valuable for knowing where improvements needed, giving the employee a chance to give 
feedback that they might not otherwise feel they had the opportunity to give, um, set goals for employees, help determining whether a raise or a promotion is in order. But I also think nothing in them should come as a surprise to the employee. Um, the management should be communicating with the employees on a day-to-day basis about how things are going and where improvement might be needed and what things are doing well and all of that. So that's really, really important. It shouldn't be a time when someone's suddenly shocked by what they're hearing, but it is a good opportunity to get together and talk about things. Remember too, um, although we did just say we're not lawyers and we're not giving legal advice, the performance review really should be regarded as a legal document. So managers should be really careful that they're not giving a more positive or more negative review than the employee warranted. It needs to be consistent with as I said, what else we've been talking about and any discipline or any accolades that the employee is getting throughout the rest of the year. What do you see as bad management habits or practices that can cause a good employee to either perform badly or, or even leave? Yeah, I, you hear, it's a, it's a phrase you hear all the time that um, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. I think that people want to work with managers that they feel have their back, that they feel are fair. So, so things you might hear sometimes are the manager's not supportive, the manager's micromanaging, or conversely, the manager's too hands-off and the employee doesn't know what's expected of them on a day-to-day basis. Um, so they really, they want fair managers. They want people who don't show favoritism and who are, are good at dealing with people and helping to resolve conflict, managing the work and how it's divided. I think a lot of us, when we, when we think about human resources, we think of this department that's to help train employees. But I imagine, depending on the circumstances, you might need to train managers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, um, you know, remember that too, that people, the managers, just the same, we're talking about other employees, but it's just the same thing that if there's, if there's a gap somewhere, if there's something that's falling through the cracks that they're not getting in their job, they, they kind of, you need to let them know what that is. A, A manager might not be aware that they're having an issue. And there's all sorts of tools we can offer to help people improve just from pointing out that there's a problem that they might not be aware of to seminars, webinars, courses, coaching, all sorts of things. Do you have any advice for employees who are, let's say, working for a manager who who isn't really good handling employees? I think that they should, if they're comfortable doing that, they should first talk with the manager, see if kind of lay out what they're feeling is the problem and see if they can work something out. If that doesn't work, they can involve HR and, and maybe they can come in and mediate and, and help find a resolution to that problem, just like we were talking about, whether it's um, that mediation needs to happen or some retraining needs to happen. Um, and we want to do it in a way where everybody's you know, still feeling happy with each other, if possible, too. An organization like a bank, an organization that has a fair number of employees, and let's say there's a, there's a high turnover in a particular department or a particular area. How do you dissect this and try to figure out, okay, were we hiring the wrong people or is there a manager driving good people out? How do you figure that out? Yeah, you want to you wanna try to, first of all, you want to, as much as you can, try to check in with employees about how things are going as, as much as possible. Give them opportunity to share feedback about their managers, whether you you send out a survey or whether you're just calling regularly and speaking to people. It is a little difficult because people do tend to be reluctant to speak out 
and say something negative about a manager, they're, they're concerned about that. But you want to be alert for patterns. If you hear something from someone, you want to take it seriously and, and take a look at that. And if, if you hear it from more than one place, don't be afraid to investigate that, to ask questions, um, to try to mediate that problem. If you've established that there really is something going on with the management, you want to not be afraid to implement progressive discipline if you need to. But try to keep those lines of communication open. The more that you're hearing and are open to hearing what's going on, the more you can pick out patterns. Exit meetings, it's, it's a little unfortunate to say this, but exit meetings can be really helpful there too. Because as I said, sometimes people are not willing to speak out while they're still in the job. And where you might hear about problems with management is during an exit meeting. So again, when you hear that, take it seriously, look into it, and try to offer solutions. Um, just like every other employee, managers want to be doing a good job, and they might not be aware that their management style isn't working for some employees, and that there might need to be some adjustments made, and we can give them tools to to try to make those adjustments. What's the best way to approach a situation where an employee is generally doing a great job, but suddenly is having a really tough time, and you find out there's some kind of personal issue, some kind of family crisis? You know, what's what's a good way for management to get the most from, from that kind of employee? Well, once you find that out, you want to be as understanding as you can. Um, obviously, you need your job to be done and you need it to be done correctly. But ask the employee how you can help. There, there may be something that, that can be done to alleviate some of the problem. And then it may be that the employee needs some kind of accommodation, whether any anything from, you know, a leave of absence to a different shift or to be put on late duty or, you know, uh, there's or other accommodations that you might be able to provide to ask and see what we can do. Anything else you want to add as far as trying to get the, uh, the most from employees? I think just like we've been talking about good communication, um, providing a really good understanding of the company culture right from when a person comes on board. Um, letting them know what the potential for growth is right in the beginning and recognizing them for their good work and doing our best to give them supportive management. Just to kind of summarize, I think everything we went over is really key to getting the most out of, out of your employees. Okay, Eileen, once again, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening to the NBA business school podcast. Uh, we'll be doing one more HR episode So stay tuned for that, and thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Newtown Business Association's Business School Podcast. You can learn more about the NBA and join the association at newtownba.org. That's www.newtownba.org.